Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, welcome to The Sportive. Uh, I'm your host, John. Uh, Brandon is out this week because this is what Brandon does. He's just out sometimes, and I don't know where Clarence is, so the only one that's with me this week is Stu. Hey, John. Uh, how's it going? How you doing, Stu? John, um, I'm not going to lie to you or our tens or th- dozens of listeners. I'm a little tipsy right now. <laughs> this um, this bodes well for our podcast, too. Um, my uh, little brother, who works at a brewery in Arizona, uh, sent me a care package from the brewery, and I've been sampling the wares for a good hour and a half now, and watching the um, the a very good Christmas movie Elf on uh, the USA Network. I think. Sure. Or, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> this <I'm>, is. <laughs> This is wintertime in Minnesota, everyone. What do you do? Yeah, do you much. go out? Do you enjoy things? Nope. You, you sit inside and you drink and you watch Elf. That's pretty much it. Although there, I think there's a, we're supposed to get a thunderstorm on Christmas Day. <laughs> I think is the actual. You so know, um, global warming has made it a very weird state here. It really is hard to. It's really hard to reckon with uh, what's all coming our way. But uh, I'm, yeah. I'm doing my best to deal with it by. Uh, by drinking strong American beers, <laughs> strong so. American beers and well-loved family movies—that's uh, the way that Stu rolls in the wintertime. That is that—that's the way I roll. How are things going for you, John? Uh, I'm just excited for Christmas. I don't know about you, but Christmas Christmas time is here, and we're here to do some sportive podcasting, and that's that's really the important thing at this point. And Sweet. if you if you could ask for anything more. The San Diego County Credit Union Poinsettia Bowl is on right now as we're as we're talking. So it's a Christmas featuring miracle. the uh, it's uh, the BYU Cougars versus the Wyoming Cowboys, right? It's always a barn burner when these two teams get together. <laughs> they don't like each other. <laughs> well, Wyoming is it's a very anti Mormon state, so no, it's <laughs> they legitimately don't like each other. All fourteen Wyoming, people. Wyoming has produced. Um, Let's see, Wyoming has produced Dick Cheney, and the place everyone goes to there is called Jackson Hole. So, you know, that's, uh, we're that's Jackson what Hole I know in about Minnesota. Wyoming. We're Jackson Hole in Minnesota. It would be a clear favorite to be at the number one spot of towns that sound like sex acts in Minnesota. But <laughs> sadly, we had to make do with with Browns Valley and Parker's Prairie and, and other such. And, and Fertile and Climax and, and Fertile, yep. et cetera. And all and the so other forth. ones. Um, so um, I'm, I'm a little. You, I'm, John, no, you, I'm a little ah, afraid. Ah, I'm a little ah, afraid. 
I just, I just, I'm a little, I, I don't know. I, we should talk about the Gophers. I feel like, but I kind of don't want to. That, that's what, what begat all the stuttering there on my part. Oh yeah, I mean, everyone knows, you know, the basic outlines of what we think happened, how the university responded to it, both uh, the administration and the team. And there's just nothing. There's nothing good. No. About it, I'm I'm very glad that uh, Brandon quote accidentally unquote uh, <laughs> didn't record his end of the conversation. No one's going to believe that that was an accident, but it really was. I think so. Because I mean, nothing we said. I don't think anything that we said was too controversial or proven wrong by uh, the KSTP leak or any um, further uh, information that we found out. It just got sadder, I think, was the the main yeah. thing that It wasn't happened. good, and then we all read sort of the details of what happened, and it got worse. And ultimately, yep. Brandon's decision to cut off his own recording after hearing what we had to say about it was definitely the best decision by far. Yeah, Um I think uh, we can both agree that Tracy Clay's last game is probably going to be December 27th. You I don't would, think you would think there's so. any way he's I, keeping that gig. It's there's no good reason to keep him. It's not like boy, we got to hold on to this Tracy Clay's that this up and coming young coach that's done so many good things for Minnesota. Oh, <laughs> uh, the really. I, I, I think I said this before we got cut off last week, but the the shame for me is that Tracy Clays is gonna get up gonna end up getting fired for this and not his terrible coaching and game management. <laughs> when and he much, absolutely deserves he deserves both. He deserves both. I much rather would have had him fired for being the second coming of Tim Brewster than for for tweeting <clears throat> his support of his players who are changing the world by standing up for some of the, there. The, no, we yeah. we know we know yeah. we know we know. The, yeah, uh, he's. I don't know if you can hear toast. my forehead hitting the desk, but it's, no, I know that's what's happening. No, he's he's done. Um, I he managed to make enemies out of both his bosses and the general public, and, <laughs> which is hard which to is do really, in one fell swoop because. Most of the general really public, no big fans of Mark Coyle or Eric Kaler. They don't think about That's him a the lot. Thing. The border regions, really, you only hear about the border regions when the public is pissed off at the border regions. Like, when they originally decided that they weren't going to sell beer in the in TCF Bank Stadium. That's the only time <laughs> you hear about the border regions and everyone's like, oh, those jerks, etc. and so on. So when the Board of Regions gets in the news for something to do with athletics, it's never good. But it's an impressive achievement to make the public be like, man, the Board of Regions was in the right on this one. I'm glad that Eric Kaler stood up to the football team. Never have, <laughs> never have people said this before, but somehow in this one, finally that Eric Kaler is using the power of his beard to take down Tracy Clay's. The follow-up was, what, what What app did he use to find the Beerman building? Did he use Google <laughs> Maps? Did he use Waze? I mean, you just oh, imagining Kaler and Mark Coyle calling each other like, oh, I, I, I see McDonald's. Is Do I go? Which way do I go? Do I go, do I go towards, towards Annie's? No. 
That's not. There's a Tim Hortons down there now, right? Look for the Tim Hortons sign. <laughs> those are those are railroad tracks. Well, that's not right, right? I think I see a softball. No, that's not a softball stadium. That's an apartment building. What am I saying? That's they're just on the phone driving circles around around Dinky Town trying to find trying to find the stadium. But they found it eventually and gently told the football players that they were morons, which was yes. Which was probably the best part. <laughs> probably, yeah. I mean, the uh, the backtracking from the football team from um, when they made their statement of solidarity to when the report got leaked to like, oh, 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 you could add, it, <laughs> you could. You, it was literally like they could have just done the the gif of Joe Bluth saying, "I've made a terrible mistake." <laughs> <laughs> that's literally that's all, and, and I I hate. That's that's the only funny thing I can find in this entire thing was just like you could actually hear the backtracking <laughs> from from like Wallatarski and all those guys yeah. like oh 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 shit <laughs> oh no what, no, what, no no what no, did no. We do? Oh, no oh what did we do oh, oh, oh no. this is this is bad this is bad uh, so anyway so yeah, the, Gophers, just, the Gophers will lose the Holiday Bowl and we'll they'll lose by be- twenty eight. Mike Leach will just boat race him. The the dustbin of history. Yep. Like we'll uh, be lucky to finish higher than Rutgers next year, and it'll yep. be great. Tracy Quays will be remembered in the in the same sentence as Jim Dutcher, and that's about it. He will be. I think his next gig will be as the offensive line coach at a Division two school. Yep. L- let's say North a directional school in Kansas. Is probably southwest northwest Kansas or State. northeast or something. Northeast. Like that. Uh, what's more desolate? What's more desolate? Uh, I mean, southwest. I all, Kansas. all of Kansas. Yeah, all of Kansas is desolate, but I think Southwest is the desolate enthusiasts. Desolate. Yes. South. So. I I've actually been through Southwest Kansas, and it, there's a remarkable number of oil wells just like on fire. <laughs> In southwest Kansas. <laughs> it's like all Kansas State signs out in the middle of nowhere. Like all of southwest Kansas, even the towns, is just the middle of nowhere. And then eventually end up in Dodge City. And that's really about that. That's southwest Kansas for you. There's just nothing there. How, when, once you drive through southwest Kansas, you realize how much of a miracle it was that Bill Snyder convinced anyone to come to Kansas State and play football. Like, <laughs> How he formed a team is the most impressive thing. Not that they won anything, just how that he continually got more than 45 people to come to Manhattan, Kansas to play football. That's an impressive achievement for sure. I talked to the guy who owns um, Tallgrass Brewing, the people who make the uh, zombie monkey that you and I are in. Um, They're based out of Manhattan, Kansas. Really? And um, Yeah. And they, they had a nice facility there. It's they built a big, you know, like brewery facility by the airport. And I asked him, you know, what else is the uh, what's the culture scene like there in, Man- in Manhattan? What's like the craft beer scene there? He goes, well, there's us, and <laughs> there's there's an old Chicago, <laughs> and, <laughs> and like there's somebody there's somebody selling stuff out of his trunk in a parking lot in the shop. Go, yeah. I mean, it's. We got a food truck, uh, by which I mean there's literally it's literally a pickup truck. 
in which a dude sells bologna sandwiches while sitting in the back. In the winter, he has a hibachi there. He'll grill yep. the bologna for you. He'll Give absolutely it grill it. He'll, he'll just They're artisanal. It he'll, he'll charge a dollar extra for it. But, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, it's uh, yeah, it's amazing that Kansas State has any sort of program. And they've been successful in both um, football and basketball, um, whereas Minnesota has not in not one been. of one of the largest metro areas in the country. Yeah. Was it what, was it uh, uh Frank Frank Martin was the Kansas State coach, right? I think I think Frank Martin was the Kansas State coach. Just the slimiest yeah. looking jerk you ever saw Just, in the whole life. Oh yeah. Yeah. He always looked he had the suits that were like Henry Hill and yep. his in Goodfellas. He always was like oh there's I I don't trust him, but he'll probably go 24 and 4 with yeah. the team. Oh, yeah. So, he's definitely, and, he's definitely a number Kansas. five seed every year in the tournament. Oh, yeah, easily, easily. Yeah, that's Manhattan, so. Kansas for you. Well, we, we were talking about yep. Tracy Clays, right? He, you know who I think they should get? I hear there's this up-and-coming young offensive coordinator at Rutgers that might – nobody wants to coach at Rutgers. What about him? Um, Sure. Um, who, Stu, who, what, who is it? Stu, I, I don't know if you know this part of the story, but that Jerry oh, no. Jerry Kill is taking over as the offensive. Oh God, no! Practice. I didn't know that. I, I saw that he got a gig, but that's where he's going. Yeah. I, oh come on. Ew. I I feel I feel a little lied to. Like why he left Minnesota, and that's fine, and he. I, I think there was a certain amount of not being supported that he felt here, and that's understandable. But it's uh, part of me is like, all right, if you're feeling better, Jerry, and you want to get back into the college football game, you know, we got an office for you here. It's we can, the guy that's in there is not going to be in there very long. It, you 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 probably know where you can park and stuff already. It's <laughs> it'll probably be real easy to just. Slide right back into that. What do you think? Now, he, he got a coordinator gig at yeah. Rutgers. Is that correct? Coordinator at Rutgers. I mean, well, when you want to talk about low pressure. What was the price pressure, tag on that one? <laughs> I don't. I honestly, I have no idea of the details, but I can't I'm, imagine. I'm going to look that up. I want to see how much he actually took to get this. I want to know if he's actually getting paid more than the head coach. Holy shit, it's $400,000. Well, that's not too bad for a coordinator gig. I guess Big Ten coordinator, but it's Rutgers. Yeah, so it's not really in the Big Ten. No, it's the uh, the uh, East Coast uh, Big Ten. God, I'm, I'm glad we got them though. Those New York viewers. Yeah, oh, those New York Big Ten network. I I've heard a lot of people. I haven't been to New York since Rutgers joined the Big Ten, but I've heard a lot of people that went to New York and said that you really can't go anywhere without seeing a Big Ten game on television or for just Rutgers fans swarming the streets of Manhattan. It's <laughs> it they're all about the Big Ten there. And I think that's the most important thing. Exactly. And I mean you see the money that goes into the Big Ten network. I mean on the uh, highlight show when like Jerry Donardo is, you know <laughs> openly drinking yeah. alcohol on the highlight show. <laughs> Just eating hash browns on the set. It's, <laughs> it's just, it's, Jerry, don't don't rub it on your face. Why are you rubbing it on your face? Why are you rubbing the just, grease this off? Is, it's this just is weird, weird, Jerry. Don't do that. Yeah, Mike Hall is uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, is Mike Hall still on the Big Ten Network? 
I think I think him and Dave Revson, the uh, two uh, oh, Dave uh, Revson former is ESPN locked, people, locked in his own personal purgatory of constantly having to talk about <laughs> Indiana football. <laughs> he like just starts to twitch when you say Antoine Randall L around him. <laughs> yeah. So we we've kind of belabored this by talking about it for 15 minutes, but the less said about the Gophers, the better. And uh, eventually, Tracy Clay's will be gone, and we can the Gophers can move into year 52 of their rebuilding program. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much correct. Um, I don't. I I would again. I don't really want to talk about the Vikings. Their season's over. They. Yeah. Um, we can talk. We can talk about how badly uh, we blew the uh, prediction segment last week. I think uh, I said they'd lose, so I was pretty much right on track there. You, you, I don't think you said thirty. I think thirty-four to six was not your prediction, though. Yeah, I. I, I, don't, I think a thorough, a, a thorough ass kicking was not what you predicted. Yeah, I didn't. I certainly didn't predict them to have two first downs in the entire half. Yeah, uh, it was bad, John. It was really bad. Is has there been a worse performance by the Vikings maybe ever in a game that mattered? Um, not since the Childress era, I don't think. <laughs> well, Childress is sort of a special era in which nobody, none of the performances were any good. It it was just a constant terrible mediocrity swarming across the field. I just, uh, man, everything about that game, which I only watched, I mean, by the time I actually tuned in, it was the second half and it was over. Uh, I watched it like out of the corner of my, I was out to, I had lunch with uh, my oldest daughter on Sunday and I was so glad that I just got to, you know, hang out with a, a, a beloved family member and watch Andrew Luck just pick apart the Vikings defense out of the corner of my eye, <laughs> and like Linval Joseph try to jump over <laughs> over a center because that's what people do these days. <laughs> Guys, watch this trips over the center. Oh, <laughs> he like got twenty bucks from like you know Captain Munnerlin. Like you said, I couldn't try to jump over a guy on a really important field goal. Well, guess what? You're on twenty bucks, Captain. Uh, <laughs> Are you sprightly at all? No, I'm the least sprightly no, guy on the no, roster. It's, it's literally, I, it's, I move so glacially, they'll actually call two penalties on it. <laughs> just one for unsportsmanlike conduct, one just for general malfeasance. Yeah, stupidity. Oh, God, it was such a bad game, John. I, it, it was so bad. I, 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 at least we don't have to go into. Christmas Eve with the Green Bay Packers thinking that it, this game actually means anything. The only no. thing that it means is that the Vikings have a chance of helping prune Green Bay's season, which I grant you is an important thing to do. But Yes, and I think it's, I mean, it's not impossible. Uh, well, I think, it's, I mean, Green Bay, no, I mean, they've won four in a row, but they're, I mean, they're, they're crap. They're just, yeah. they're straight garbage. Um, so, I mean, the Vikings could win this. I don't think they will win, but they could. And that would be, that would be, I mean, that's a good season for me after the way it started. So well, the, the important thing for me is that I'll be in Wisconsin for Christmas Eve with my wife's family surrounded by Packers fans. Oh, Jesus. And 
I think the thing that we know about Packers fans is that literally all of them are terrible people. They're they're absolute jerks. They're always jerks. No matter how nice you think they are, when you find out they're a Packers fan, you know they're going to be a jerk about it. I know a number of Packers fans who otherwise I like, but you mention the Green Bay Packers to them, and they become the biggest jerks in the whole world. And I hate, this is why I hate all Packers fans, because they're all terrible. I, um, I've never no, met, I, uh, I've never met a good one. Have you ever met a good one? There are no good ones. A good, a good okay. Uh, I have met people who are good people outside of their Packer fandom. Like in that little, like, you know, if they've compartmentalized their Packer fandom enough to be good humans in the world. Yep. Then yes, I, I, I have met people like that before. However that they carry that like a stain. Yep. Like They'll a never stain get rid of that. Like a stain that smells like Kessler's Light in an adult superstore. <laughs> it's just, it's it's there. And you know it's there. And they can't get rid of it. And the thing is, they don't want to get rid of it. They're no, proud they, of it. They're very proud of and it. And that's what hurts. That's what hurts the most, is that they know they're wrong, but they're proud of it. I'm left I'm left with no choice but to hate them. And so yeah. I'll be surrounded by all these people who I I still I still need to ingratiate myself with. And Well yeah. And and yet I hate them all so much. What part of Wisconsin? Uh Arcadia, Wisconsin. Which oh, is Oh god, uh That's uh is that where Central Waters Brewing is? I don't I don't know the answer. If it is where I'm, Central Waters Brewing is, I'm going to be very disappointed that no one's told me that before. Um, I'm going to look that one up. If All right, you, don't you mind. go ahead and look that. I'll, I'll try Dude, to fill some. You start ranting for a little bit about something. I saw somebody say. I think it was. I think it was Andrew Kramer of the Star Tribune that said that he said something inflammatory like. Sam Bradford has earned the right to be the Vikings starting quarterback next year, even when Teddy Bridgewater comes back, which just mm-hmm. seems ludicrous to me. Like he's No, completed... it's gotta be a competition. I, I I don't know what will they do about that? They've got they've got Bradford signed for his contract goes through twenty thirty seven or something like that, because that's how all quarterback contracts work right now where you sign them for a ridiculous amount of money, and then you cut them ten years before the deal expires. But I, so Bradford's definitely signed. Obviously, Bridgewater is signed. Do you have a competition, or do you just get rid of one of them? I assume you just get rid of one of them, don't you? I think you see how Teddy looks. How's Teddy looking? See what see see is see what exactly you literally how's Teddy looking yep. will no longer be an ironic hashtag to bug beat reporters, yeah. but an actually serious topic for Vikings fans. Tell me he's um, upright. You see, Tell me you he see looks how he, like he's walking. Yeah, you see how he looks, and then you go from there. Yep. Um by the way, uh Central Waters is in Amherst, Wisconsin, oh. not Arcadia. Uh, so I apologize. I, I think Arcadia is mostly the Ashley Furniture Factory for the like the Ashley Furniture stores. I think all the all those things oh. are made in Arcadia, and that's I did I, not know that. I, I I I'm not too up on Arcadia. I know they have an 
I've driven by their football field, and they have an AstroTurf football field, so they must be reasonably well-to-do in town. And they have a quick trip by the highway. Oh, that's in Tr- that's in Trempolo County. That's you're you're in the roughly the uh, you're 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 approaching the Dells. You're not quite in the Dells, but you're Dells adjacent. Right. So Dells yeah, that's, adjacent. Uh, that's my Christmas Eve. Dells adjacent, stuck in hell with Packers fans. <laughs> and if you want to know, yes, many of these same people were at Thanksgiving, where they openly mocked me and cheered for the Lions against the Vikings, and I wasn't allowed to punch any of them, but I would have liked to punch so many of them. Well, I mean, the Lions are going to win the division. I'm not too concerned about that, so. I can't wait to see how the Lions blow it in the playoffs. Oh, they're, oh it's going to be bad. It's going to be epic, yep. and it'll be bad, and it'll be funny, and it'll just make you feel bad for the, the remaining, like, 17 Detroit fans. The ones that aren't died and that haven't died and haven't moved out of out of Detroit by now. That'll be good. Yeah. Although I thought I think I saw on the internet today that Detroit is getting the first combination IHOP Applebee's. <laughs> which well, is not which is not a bit that we made up, but it's an actual thing. Apparently I assume they're owned by the same parent company that's based out of Norway. What? You know, they bought like, you know, seventeen separate chains. It's like global tetrahedron corp. What's and the, they've like you know so when you say combining two of their assets when they say combined are they serving both of their menus I don't understand how you combine an IHOP and an Applebee's or I would is, assume they're it's IHOP for breakfast and the bees for a lunch dinner and late night happy hour I but but I bet they have the IHOP like you know like certain breakfast items all day well that still sounds so. terrible to me. It sounds like the saddest thing ever, but you know the combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell is uh, yeah, is a very a popular thing, thing and, and, and it's in certain like inner rig suburbs. That's a big thing. That's that that's the way you go down here in the inner rig mm-hmm. suburbs. I will say yeah. that one of something on my bucket list is to go to some chain restaurant, whether it's a Chili's or a TGI Fridays or an Applebee's, doesn't really matter, but. It's on my bucket list to go to one of these restaurants on a Friday night and just get hammered and see if the bartender cuts me off or whether he sends me home or calls in like a counselor or a cop or the cops or something to be like, sir, what are you doing? Why are, why are you even sitting at the bar in a Chili's? Never mind clearly trying to drink the pain away. There's so many other places you could do this that would be better and that wouldn't. <laughs> make me sad to watch you do it so maybe the ihop applebee's is the place to do that just show up in the morning and get some get some french trost that are that's smothered in the entrails of a clown or whatever they do at ihop and that sounds about right actually and then just proceed to get absolutely get absolutely hammered annihilated yep that's that's the way to go uh I think that's right. It's it's not surprising that talking about the Vikings ended up talking about IHOP and Applebee's because they're all miserable and terrible. It's more comforting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, that's the worst part is that, like, it's Packer week and, like, the apathy and the resignation to to the fates is just overwhelming. Yeah. I I just. I mean, it should be. I mean, we've gone from 5 0 to this. (laughs) And. I did. I did. 
happened. I, I was looking for something else, but I stumbled upon Mike's Rand, Mike Rand's post about from when the Vikings were four and zero or five and zero, and about mm-hmm. how good things were looking and how this team looked like some of the other Vikings teams that have gone a long way in the playoffs and blah blah blah. So of course I had to tweet it at. I channeled Clarence a little bit and tweeted it. At, tweeted it at Mike and. It's just depressing to look back at that sort of thing, just because. Yeah, people hoped. I, I people hoped we, we got we got suckered in. We can say that our our good friend Rocket berated us mm-hmm. via text message to stop ripping yeah. the Vikings and have some hope. And I was on his side. I was. I thought you know. Well, okay, they can clearly overcome I these said, obstacles. I said and, that having hope was uh, a bad idea. Wrong. And I was right. You were right. With is the this Vikings, how you're gonna? Is this, is this how we're gonna transition into the wild? By the way, we are gonna transition into the wild. <laughs> okay. About having, I they keep winning. It's hard not to get excited. They've I, won, I they've won eight in a row, and you're physically angry at them for winning eight in a row. Well, I'm always angry. Dave, at and Dave is more. Dave is more angry. <laughs> Dave is like furious at them for winning eight in a row. The the lack of sustainability for this uh, winning streak is driving both of you to well, madness, pure madness. And this is this is something that I actually did point out to Dave last week. No matter whether it's sustainable or not, these wins don't come off the board. So even if they end up, even if Devin Dubnik stops being the best goaltender in the history of the NHL and comes down to the mean. And therefore, the Wild become an average team because their possession numbers are pretty much right in the middle of the league. And if they start getting goaltending that's right in the middle of the league, you're going to expect them to be sort of a middle-of-the-pack team. Even if that happens, they still have accumulated enough points at the start that they should probably coast into the playoffs at this point. The one, the, the one thing they have going for them, I guess, that works against that is that they have games in hand over virtually the rest of the league. They, they've played four fewer games than Chicago for some reason. And so when they're chasing Chicago in the standings, they're still six points back of the Blackhawks, but with four games in hand, they've lost fewer games than the Blackhawks have. So it's just if they keep winning, then obviously they can make up some ground. The weird thing to me is that there's a number of teams that are on sort of similar winning streaks. Columbus hasn't, hasn't lost in a month and a half. New York had like a nine game winning streak. Pittsburgh had like a nine game winning streak. Does, do I just notice it now because the wild happened to be on one is, does this happen all the time in the NHL? I wonder maybe there's always these winning streaks and I just don't notice because the wild have never in their history won more than three games in a row before. You know, as Mr. Puck, I'd love to have a good answer for that, but I don't. All I know is it's you know they're the Blackhawks and then it's them. I mean it's as as Mister Puck. I know that you have uh, Thursday and Friday of this week marked on your calendar because the Wild go to New York and to Montreal, two who are two of the best five teams in in the NHL. I think and so in, in a in a small way, it's a little bit like back before Barry Alvarez ruined college hockey and the Gophers would be playing a normal WCHA schedule as God intended. But then over Thanksgiving weekend, they'd play Michigan and Michigan state and Michigan and Michigan state, obviously were usually the cream of the crop in the CCHA. So that Thanksgiving weekend, if the Gophers had been playing well, you could sort of look and say, all right, this is the weekend that 
this is the weekend where we find out something about how good the Gophers really are. They're gonna they're gonna play two awfully good teams in Michigan and Michigan State, and we're gonna learn something about whether they're good or not. And it, it feels a little bit like that. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. One hundred percent online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. With the wild, with this road trip to New York and Montreal, like, well, they, they beat up beat the crap out of Colorado, which is an accomplishment for them because they lost to Colorado mm-hmm. twice earlier in the year. And they do have a history of letdowns and terrible performances in games that they need to win, which they absolutely didn't get last night because they just sort of crushed Colorado. But mm-hmm. putting all that to one side, going to New York and going to Montreal is going to be a big test for them. And so, I don't know. Well, you know I'm excited. You know, well, I mean, the Rangers got their own problems, John. I mean, Anti Ranta gave up seven goals against Pittsburgh the other night. Why? So, I mean, they've got their own... Tell me, tell me this, Stu. I know you're Mr. Puck. Is Lundqvist hurt at all? He he isn't having a great year, but who's? Why are they playing anti Ranta against against Pittsburgh? Um, I assume it's because I don't know the other goalie's name, and <laughs> uh, that's really all I've, right. I've got for that. So, uh, all right. Well, but again, I'm I'm, I'm Mr. Puck, so you know that. <laughs> no, it, it it'll be. I think Russo pointed out today that um, for Dubnik, going to Montreal was pretty much the worst part of a career that was sort of filled with low points before he got to Minnesota. So going back there is a little bit of sweet vindication given that he's the best goaltender in the league so far. He is... um... He's not standing on his head. He's just no. being a solid. He's standing on a his solid skates, goaltender, and that's the important thing. And then dropping exactly. down, standing on, standing into a on butterfly your head makes no sense. At I don't an think appropriate anybody time. would say anything different. But yeah, I uh, I just hope they can overcome Max Pacioretty and uh, Andre Markov when they play against them. I love I love that you have the Canadians roster up in front of you and you're just naming Montreal Canadians. i did I did I say Patchy Reddy's last name right? Yeah, Patchy Reddy, that's pretty good. Okay, I was really worried about that. I did not think I was gonna get that one out right. And, and their goaltender is Carey Price. Yeah, Carey Price is a good one. Yeah. On a, on a team that's usually loaded with <sighs> French Canadian nitwits. 
it's nice to have a Carey Price on there to always get to usually who, get that who's one probably out. like from, he's like from Stockton, California or something. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably from Toronto. Every goaltender is from Toronto. That is true. Guelph, the Guelph yep. feeder. Always from Guelph. Remember Scott Diamond? He was from Guelph. I absolutely do. I assume I think Brandon had him pegged for 175 <laughs> major league wins. He not not Albers good, but Albers close. You know, the the one thing I'll always remember about Scott Diamond is that I didn't know a thing about him, and I think I this was back when I wrote for Twinkie Town, which you still write for on Fridays. Go I've to TwinkieTown.com yes. on Friday mm-hmm. and see Steve, Steve Stew's comedy stylings. Anyway, I didn't know a thing about Scott Diamond, and our the little photo tool that we had didn't have any pictures of Scott Diamond because he'd never been in the major leagues before. And so I had to write a little preview of his first start, so I wrote sort of a a, a Chuck Norris parody where I made up a lot of fun facts about him and made him made him sound like a sort of superhero. And somehow, this being the power of the Internet, even back then... Somehow his hometown newspaper, the Guelph Mercury, got a hold of this and the next day called me up and quoted me in an article about Scott Diamond's first start and about how great it was going to be. I don't, it's still odd to me that they thought, you know, let's try to get a hold of this guy and get a quote for him for the Guelph Let's Mercury. get random internet guy. Yeah. We want to get him on the record about yeah. Scott Diamond. We, we're going to want to quote him and we're going to want to get this into the paper. So hopefully, my hope is that Scott Diamond's dad still has that paper with quotes from me in his basement somewhere. <laughs> on his on his enemies list, <laughs> probably on. I'm on the Diamond family enemies list. Let's see what what, what Asian league is he in right now? <laughs> is he oh, in he, Korea or Japan? Korea. He is on the SK Wyverns of the KBO league. Well, when you're when you're SK Wyburns, you're SK Wyburns forever. That's when I know about the yeah. SK Wyburns. The SK stands for South Korea, I would assume. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, they're based in Incheon on this coast near Seoul. They play their home games at Incheon's SK Happy Dream Park. <laughs> <laughs> None of these things are things I'm making up, listeners. Nope. Stu just reading Wikipedia and loving it. Yep, Inchon SK Happy Dream Park. Um, that's uh, that's what I think they're going to rename that. That's what, that's what Valley Fair is going to get renamed the next time it gets bought yep. out. SK Happy Dream Park. SK Happy Dream Park. Just going to be a bunch of like regretful masturbators in the parking lot. <laughs> sorry. Not so, I'm not sorry. so regretful. I'm sorry. There was no reason. Yeah. That's... Why do they have to be regretful? At Happy why, Dream why Park, to, you can do whatever you want. Why do I have to go there with that? If That's, Brandon and Clarence were here, I wouldn't have done that. I, I just, blame Four I, Peaks Brewing. You should. Um, I'm having the uh, Top Knot. It's really good. Which one's the Top Knot? Or, I'm sorry, not, top, not not even Top Knot. Hop Knot. It's our IPA. Oh. It's strong. They come in 16-ounce cans. That's It makes that, me slur things. That's a good That's a good beer right there. Any beer that comes in a larger-than-normal can, it's hard. it's hard yes. to turn down. They've learned the lesson of paths to Blue Ribbon by having shitty beer in a big can. It's like it, it it gets popular. So I was I of all the things that hipsters made popular, I think PBR was the most surprising to me. It really was because they had no. I, I actually read like a New York Times article about this. Don't tell Clarence. 
Um, but I, and it was like they had no budget for advertising at all. And um, so they like, like bike messenger, yeah, bike, they gave my, bike, bike messengers yeah. free beer or something like that. Yeah, like in Portland, like in a bar in Portland, like they just sold them out of tubs for a dollar, and they would just go there after their shift, like kill a couple of silos and deliver more packages and like get in the way of people and their Hummers and their H twos and their <laughs> uh, Jeep Cherokees and. Uh, drop the packages off, go back to the bar, drink a couple of more $1 PBR silos, and that was their marketing budget, was literally putting, you know, 16-ounce cans of PBR in metal tubs, and, well, the rest is history. If you're listening, whoever makes hams these days, it seems like Miller it seems hams. like the easy way to go with hams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've had, I think Hams is on tap at the Turf Club in St. Paul. There you go. And I, as far as crappy beers on tap go, it's not the worst option. It's better than Lining Kugels. I will say, I was in a downtown bar once that had Hams on tap, and I was so surprised by this, I had to order it. I don't think they sold a lot of Hams, because there was a strong note of uh, uh, of urine of some kind. In that beer, I I suspect that it had more to do with the delivery system of the beer than the actual beer itself. Because I've had hams before; that's fine. It's just Mm -hmm. sort of a perfectly fine, cheap beer. Yeah, it's uh, basically it's premium without any care put into it. Exactly, it's premium made by people who couldn't give a crap. Exactly, it's like oh, this is what we're making for our down market. Five ninety eight for a case market. So, if a rat falls into it, just let it go. Just let, just it, go. let it go. We don't. We don't mind a little rat in these things. Yep. Exactly. This still. It's you know. As far as parts per million go, this rat is fine. <laughs> yeah. So, so. There you well, go. Thank you for Peaks Brewing for for sponsoring Stu this evening. What else? You <laughs> yeah. What, what else, else do I have? Do you have any medium takes for us? Oh, God. Um, let's see. I was supposed to yell at you about the winning streak, but we covered that. Yeah. Um, oh, the Timberwolves won tonight. Yeah, that's like... They're on a winning streak. A two-game winning streak. That's exciting. They're on a two-game... They should be on a four-game winning streak, but they had an epic meltdown on Saturday against uh, Houston, if I think. You, if you're going to count all of their... All of their epic oh my God. as should have. They'd be <laughs> they should be like, they should be like twenty-two and three right yeah. now. They should be insanely good. But uh, it's amazing um, that they've led every game they've played by twenty-two points at some point in the game, and they're still yeah. this bad. Yeah, that's the uh, that's and again, they're only. Um, I think uh, I think Mackey had them at two games out of the eight spot in the West, which is actually not that bad in the West. Yeah, given that they're true. given that they're nine and nineteen, that's really not that bad for the Wait, West. They're two games out in the West. That can't be right. Yeah, of of the eight, um, two games. Okay, two games out in the loss column, three games out overall. Really? Usually, you have to win like fifty nine games to get into the Western. I know. Playoffs. Like, there's Boy. always like a team that goes like forty five and thirty seven. They get, 
you know, they don't get in, and then somebody in the East literally forfeits the last half of the season, and they're the seventh seed. Yeah, this is why Sam Hinkie felt like things were going well, because you could lose eight games. (laughs) They won eight games a year, and it was like, well, we only missed the playoffs by five. Exactly. I've also traded all of our our players for Chinese food. (laughs) (laughs) I just saw on... On the scrolling ticker on the television, I just saw that this was the first time the Timberwolves have won back-to-back games this whole year. No fucking way, really? Really? That's, that's I go. I guess nine and nineteen. That would that, that would be yeah. I mean, that's there's not a lot. Right. There's not a lot of wins. To, you got to sprinkle no. sprinkle the wins somewhere in those twenty-eight games, but but it, I mean, it's I mean, Atlanta on the road's a good win. That's a yeah, good win. That's so, a solid I mean, win. You can't. They've actually played. I mean, they've been watchable. Uh, that Chicago win was a very good win. Um, I uh, saw just parts of the I saw parts of the Houston game before they lost it, and I really can't comment on it too much beyond that. Um, but they've looked okay the last four games that I've watched. I do have a question for you. Have you been following the developments of the NBA collective bargaining agreement at all? Nope. So they sign a new one, and apparently this happened sort of middle of the season because nobody wanted to miss out on any chance to reap the benefits of this enormous television contract that's come through. But Mm -hmm. one of the provisions that people seem to be talking a lot about is that for for guys, let me see if I can try to get this right because I didn't read a lot about it, but... For a guy that signed a contract extension with the team that he signed his rookie contract contract with or the team that traded for the rookie contract, if he gets to mm-hmm. like eight or nine years like on his second contract after the after the rookie contract, at that point, the team that has him can offer him an insane amount of money more than anyone else can. And I think it's like an exception to the salary cap, so that if he was to go any, if you go anywhere else, your maximum salary is twenty eight million or whatever. But if you stay with the team that you've always been with, it's thirty nine million or some ridiculous number where it would make total financial sense to stay with the same team until you've been in the league for like fourteen years. And the point of that obviously is to reward guys for staying in one place for a long time and to, to sort of do a little bit to prevent things like Kevin Durant signing with golden state. But it also creates a huge incentive for guys to get somewhere they want to be before the end of their rookie contract. So, where I'm going with this is, doesn't this basically guarantee that both Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns are going to demand to be traded, like, now? <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, just following the, um, the Wolves the way I followed them, nothing good ever happens. No. So if that's the worst-case scenario to come out of the CBA, that's what will happen. Because if you're Carl Anthony Towns, at that point, you have to sort of look and say, do I want to stay here through the next contract and then have a whole bunch of money on the table that would be hard to... Do I want to spend 14 years in Minnesota or do I want to spend two years in Minnesota and then work my way somewhere I actually want to be? (laughs) 
Yeah, I think uh, just again, just assume the worst with the wolves. It's yep not the it's not the worst way to go. It's just that's what happens. Um, him, he, uh, Carl, and Wiggins and Levine—they'll just say, "Yep, you guys build around Cole Aldrich. We'll 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 go see what we can do somewhere else." Yeah, Cole Aldrich will be the centerpiece of this team come 2018, 2019. If they can get him and Evan Eschmeyer as the new twin towers, I think uh, it's possible. I. I, I probably have talked about this on the podcast before, but I have some memory of Evan Eschmeyer actually making it to the NBA and playing a game against the Timberwolves at Target Center. Whatever team he played for, they put Evan Eschmeyer in in the second quarter when Kevin Garnett was still on the floor. And just the amount of abuse that Garnett doled out to poor Evan Eschmeyer, who wasn't that great of a player in the Big Ten, and was less useful in the NBA, let's just say that. I, I really think that Kevin Garnett felt like it was a personal insult that Evan Eschmeyer would be playing on the same court as him and took it upon him to try to end his life that night through basketball. <laughs> and it was both glorious and terrifying to behold. Let's just put it that way. Um, <sighs> so that's that's our Wolves update. Evan Eschmeyer's terrible. If there's anybody who's under the age of 30 listening to this podcast, they're like, who is Evan Eschmeyer? What are they talking about? Uh, join us Join us in about 10 minutes when we're going to go through the career highlights of Brian Cardinal. An AC oh, Earl. Jesus. <laughs> Stacey King. All Stacey the greats. King. Yep. All the, all the not-so-great Big Ten basketball <laughs> players from 1991. Uh, uh what else what else we got we we sort of i feel like we're sort of covering everything gophers hoops that do anything for you nope no nope, me neither uh i got nothing on gopher hockey doesn't do doesn't do anything for me nope i got i, I got nothing on sports what's your christmas plan um not much uh my uh mother-in-law is out of town she went to visit the other uh her other grandkids. So she's out in Colorado. Uh, my side of the family is, I think we've mentioned uh, that they're from Renville County. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're they're just kind of staying put as well. Uh, so we're also staying put because um, my oldest daughter is working on Christmas Eve day at Oof. the uh, Crossroads Mall, as one does when yep. one is that age. So we're going to wait for her to get off of work. Then we're going to go out to eat on Christmas Eve. And then on Christmas Day, we're just going to open presents and relax. Yep. Watch the ice storm come down. That is, yeah, so the ice thunderstorm, whatever the fuck's coming. And we're going to do that and just uh, have, I think, uh, I think Chinese food is what we're going to actually have on Christmas Day. It's cliche, and, but it's still um, nice. It's still nice to have. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, I think, uh, oh, and Christmas Eve Day is when the actual NFL games are, right? Saturday is when. Yeah, I think most the of the league is Packers playing are. on Saturday this week. There's like a couple of games on Sunday, but most of the games are on Saturday. <laughs> uh, which is, you know, whatever, I guess. Um, 
so yeah, I I think that's we're not going anywhere. We're just if anybody wants to hang out, uh, yeah. let us know. Head over we're to around. Newman's Newman Manor. Head over to our, yeah, we got uh, plenty. Actually, after tonight, we've made significant dents in the uh, Four Peaks care package, but we do have a couple <laughs> left. Um, I can I can run to the liquor store if you guys need me to. Just let me know. Yep. Uh, you know, I, I'm ra- at Ramble Stew on Twitter. Um, on your and you're going to be. Uh, when are you heading out to Wisconsin? Uh, I'm actually heading out tomorrow night down to Southeast Minnesota for a couple days, and then over to Wisconsin, and then back here for a couple days, and then out uh, northwest of the cities for a couple couple of days. So doing the whole cool. tour again. Nice, nice. Yeah, we're um, we're spreading it out because of the work schedules and stuff. So. Right. Uh, doing Christmas with uh, my mom's side of the family on the 26th. Uh, doing Christmas with Mandy's side of the family, I think, New Year's weekend. Oh, nice. And then doing Christmas with my dad's side of the family, like, sometime in January, roughly, I think, Martin Luther King weekend. So are so. you going to, when you do have Christmas with Howie, are you going to sit him down and have him listen to the podcast a little bit? or? Nope. <laughs> nope, not at all. He uh, doesn't need that shit. So he's... Uh, <laughs> He he served our country. He doesn't need the sportive. Can I ask you? Can I ask you a question? This is. Go ahead and turn it off, listeners. We're not going anywhere good with this. Last week on Twitter, oh, no. I saw a picture of your youngest daughter apparently doing yeah. a podcast. Is she a podcaster now? Is there like a junior sportive? Oh thing no, that I don't no, know. No, no, she was. No, no, no. She just. Uh, she's kind of uh, a character on the. Uh, the uh, TBTL show that I right. am involved in. Um, she's kind of a, a nemesis on that show because I usually have to take her to um, dance practice when the show is getting posted and yep. recorded. And if like if there's like technical difficulties, I'm the one who has to fix them. And I'm usually, you know, 4.30, 5.30 at night driving her to practice. So they have made her into their their mortal enemy, um, <laughs> and it's 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 not a joke. They're they're literally angry at a thirteen year old girl because they're <laughs> bad. They're, they're bad people from the the wrong side of Seattle. Yep. So um, that's what she. So yeah, that's why she was on on that podcast. She she would be on this podcast if you ever wanted to talk about dance or um, Broadway musicals. I know that's Clarence's uh, Ballywick, but uh, if I, you ever want someone besides Clarence to talk about Rum Tum Tugger or Hamilton or, you know, uh, Jesus Christ Superstar, uh, mm-hmm. Piper can sit in for Clarence if he's not available. I Well, Jesus Christ Superstar is coming to the Ordway next year, so I'm sure she'll be excited for that. <laughs> well, I think she's all on board. <laughs> is a Starlight Express going to be also part of it, or uh, you, you lost me? I, I know. Sorry. I've seen. I was seven... doing. I was going on an Andrew Lloyd Webber uh, bit, and you know, I I tried my best. I'm afraid that your even your best Andrew Lloyd Webber material will be lost upon me, Stu. Wow, memory like a song in the moonlight. I don't know any other words of that song. <laughs> Right. Makes sense. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all our Broadway musical talk for the week. Um, yep. uh, any other dad stuff you want to talk about at all? Or how's the uh, whole new parent thing going? Uh, he, the, the baby is 
doing very well, I think. She has Sweet, great. She's she started to discover that she has the capability to both clasp her hands together and put them in her mouth, which is really exciting for her. I I I only <laughs> wish that I could get as excited about anything as she does about that. Uh, and um I I'm still a little confused that she hates burping so much because burping is one of it, it's fun for me. I enjoy it. It really is. She doesn't so seem good. to like it so much. So I, I we have a lot of conversations about that, and um, then Uncle Dave comes over and teaches her to hate Wisconsin, and this is I it's an important part of her education, and hopefully she'll soon learn that all Green Bay Packer fans are terrible people, and she will grow embittered and. Start a start some sort of governmental or otherwise publicly funded process to rid the world of Packer fans. <laughs> That's my dream for her. Well, it's good to have dreams. Yep, it's good to have dreams for your kids. So yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, right now um, we're kind of uh, silly. Uh, the uh, the oldest daughter, the one who's not an enemy of the other podcast that I'm on all the time. Um, we're sweating her getting into UMD. Ooh. She really wants to go to Duluth. Has, so, uh, has, has, has Brandon made any calls for her? Uh, no, he hasn't because he's sick. I think we have. Did we talk about the fact that he's not here because he's no, sick? We, uh, I think we made birthday? some jokes about him just not being here. But He's he, literally sick on his 36th birthday. I and know. yes, Brandon is 36. So, but, uh, Brandon that, is not is the okay. youngest person on the podcast. No, he is not. He's old. God, he's old. Very old. Crazy, crazy old. How was your birthday, Stu? You know it was great. I, I went out to eat twice. It was Ooh, awesome. In I, the same day? In the same day, I went out to Old Chicago. I think I mentioned that. I went out with my daughter, the uh, uh, Celia. Yep. Because uh, she, she had to work at the mall afterwards. So I went out to the uh, Old Chicago with her. And then I went to the uh, White Horse downtown with... Uh, my lovely wife and the other daughter, Piper, and um, had some chicken wings, which are really good there, and uh, a Thai burger, which is like a Thai spices and the sriracha aioli situation going. And man, it was good. That sounds awesome. That sounds like a great it really was. Right there. It was a very good Saint Cloud day. I'm not going to lie to you. That's there's. It's hard to get bad days in Saint Cloud. It's just. A nice oh, house. it's it's very easy to have bad days in St. <laughs> Cloud. You may, if you've ever read a news website or read a newspaper at all, it is well, very I mean, easy to have a bad day in St. Cloud. If you're if you're like not a white person, I guess it's probably exactly. It's very it's very it's very bad for you otherwise. But right. uh, I, I managed to to get through. So yeah, it was it was fun. So, That's a good birthday. But yeah, I'm glad you had a it good birthday. It was a good birthday. <laughs> I'm is, glad I had a good birthday. It still too. is funny to me that the whole podcast has birthdays within like three weeks of each other. It really is. I wonder what about it, what about our birthdays made us all want to the Sag dads mumble uh, about sports together. It's a thing. It's absolutely a thing. I will say that during this podcast, I've been vaguely aware of this BYU-Wyoming game that's going on. And I am I will say that Wyoming may be the worst football team in America. So that's where Craig Bull, <laughs> Craig Bull, former NDSU coach. That's right. right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's him. Craig Bull. They have here. great uniforms. They have great uniforms. Not just good uniforms, great uniforms. Uh, Stu, I, I don't want to be the one to – well, I do want to be the one to tell you this. Their uniforms are brown. 
Why are they great? Exactly. They're brown and they're the old Padres uniforms. They are the like old Padres brown and uniforms. yellow with a cowboy on the helmet. I mean, that's perfect. They're like a Ray Kroc dream. Where is the University of Wyoming located? Uh, in Wyoming. Okay. Cheyenne? Laramie? <laughs> uh, name, um, either that or Jackson Hole. This being just about all the... Jackson Hole, Wyoming, Wyoming like and Laramie. Wyoming. I got no, I, those are the three towns in Wyoming. That's yep. that's it. There are no other answers. Have, have we ever done the greatest trivia question that I've ever come up with on this podcast? Let's do it right now. Name, without okay. without cheating, name three towns in Montana. Um, Helena, Butte, Bozeman. <laughs> Stu, you're one of... You're one of a vanishingly few number of people that I've ever asked that that have successfully named three towns in Montana. Ah, <laughs> usually, that was usually people I, I say. Remember, though I had family, I had family who lived in Bozeman. Oh, so that's, that's right. Usually cheating. people say Helena and uh, Butte, and then they get this haunted look on their face because they, yeah. they you're confident when you're asked to name more than three towns in any state. It's like, well, obviously there's Helena, and then there's. Oh crap! And I think Montana is so big, and there's like 14 cities in the whole state. Yeah. <laughs> it's like just giant. The tenth biggest city in Montana is like 6,000 people. It is. It, yeah, it's it's just insane. But it's I mean it's and it's literally the first uh, like the eastern half of Montana is like all the shitty things you say about North and South Dakota, right? And then the and the western half is just gorgeous. It should be where everybody lives forever, but you know nobody does because nobody wants to live in Montana because you got to drive through the eastern half of Montana to get there. (laughs) The whole thing's a Cormac McCarthy now. Seriously, it's insane that anybody listening to this and you and I live here when the western half of Montana is out there for us to just (laughs) frolic in the snow. In the mountains, the amazing, fighting broncos. The, and, the amazing thing at this point would be if anybody is still listening after 15 minutes of us talking about our Christmas plans and what you did on your birthday. But they like that. I think, honestly, God, the people who have stuck through 180-odd episodes of this actually care about our Christmas plans, which is probably even worse than you think. It's hard but, to understand. Um, it's hard to understand. It is hard to understand. But we appreciate it. I mean, I know, I know. I mean, this this also prevents Wade from texting us asking us what we're doing for Christmas. He can just listen to this and That's not true. bug us. He knows. And and you, and and you, I, I think if I remember right, Wade has like that weird, like Lou Nanny sponsored text plan where like every text after the eleventh one costs two dollars out of his paycheck. <laughs> so I, and the letter I, S I isn't allowed anywhere in his any of his texts. Exactly. <laughs> it's the Feldman import. Um, <laughs> So, sorry uh, that, that was that was mean that, and that. impenetrable to anybody who doesn't know where Wade works. But you know <laughs> what are you gonna do? Uh, impenetrable is a, one way of describing this podcast. All right, let's wrap it up. It really is. We you got to get back yeah. to Elf t- and more Four Peaks Brewing. Yeah, I do. I should have one more before going to bed, so I can get a nice good night sleep. Peaks- so. I'm just going to say right now, if Four Peaks wanted to officially sponsor the podcast by sending all of us beer rather than just you, that'd be fine. We we would accept that. We'll yes, talk about I how think, uh, how delicious their Scottish ale is and how many of their other we, beers we, are among the best you can get. You know, um, now that they've been um, 
they've sold out to the man. Um, they are owned by Anheuser-Busch now. I right. can uh, see. I can talk to uh, Joe Buck and see what I can do about that. <laughs> yep. Joe Buck will be on the sport of any day now. That's all I know for sure. <laughs> Talking about his divorce and his shitty goatee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Joe Buck. All right. Yep. That's good. Merry Christmas, everyone. Okay. Happy yeah, Merry holidays. Christmas. Happy, happy, happy Hanukkah. Um, and whatever other holiday you choose to celebrate, we celebrate with you. We're from Western Minnesota, so we don't know what other holidays there are. But we're sure there must we be. We really some. don't. We're um we're it's out of mostly innocent ignorance, but also horrible racism. Yeah, <laughs> that's 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 who we are. That's the sport of promise. Sport of promise. All right, see ya later. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.